Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Moving to Orlando. We're going to be talking about things you need to consider when arranging a virtual home tour. Coming up next. Hello, everyone, and welcome coming to you from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week, as always, by realtor and moving to Orlando co-owner, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. And not moving to Orlando co-owner and not realtor, but producer, Mr. Corey Fiascanaro. Welcome. And lurking, lurking in the ether as he, de- as he does, Drake the intern. And getting uncomfortably close to me again. Um, so welcome, folks. Uh, this week, we want to talk about virtual home tours. Obviously, in the current environment uh, with the illness, uh, a lot of people are wanting to see homes, but for any number of reasons, can't travel to Central Florida to see the homes in person. So they have realtors like Sean uh, do a virtual showing where Sean will walk them through via Skype um, or Zoom or FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, usually FaceTime. You have uh, FaceTime. If you're using, if you have an if, iPhone, it's FaceTime. If you're using an iPhone, um, and uh, so wanted to talk about things to keep in mind. Before we get to that, just a reminder: uh, if you would like to speak with uh, one of uh, one of the realtors on our team uh, regarding moving to Central Florida, you can head to our website, movingtoorlando.com. Fill out the contact us link. Uh, at the top menu of every page, or you can reach out to Sean directly, Sean, S-E-A-N, at movingtoorlando.com. And also, while you're here right now, you're watching this on the Moving to Orlando YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and please hit that thumbs up button, helps us out with YouTube. So, Sean, I am going to kick this over to you. What are the things people need to keep in mind? When doing these virtual home tours. Um, so main stuff to keep in mind, uh, you do still need a pre-approval for the most part to get in to see something. Um, we do live in a time period where people don't want people in their house if they're not a serious buyer or they're not seriously considering getting something. So they do at least want a pre-qualification or a pre-approval. So it doesn't really change that aspect of it, but um, it, it does make it a little more flexible on seeing things. But, um, and a lot of people will just say, especially even when I reach out to the listing agent, Hey, can I come to a virtual walkthrough? They're like, Oh, we have a virtual walkthrough on our site, or we have a three, 360 showing on our, on the, uh, on the MLS. Like you can send it to your people. It doesn't really give you the same effect necessarily. Cause you have to like click your own way through and doing a virtual showing can really help you see the flow of the house. Um, you know, just, and I always try to like do the walk up from outside as you're going in the door and you kind of go around the same way we do with our home tours, uh, on our channel. I always try to say like, Oh, when you walk in the door off to the right is this or off to the left. So you kind of know which direction we're going. And that's something you don't always get out of those 360 tours. So that's a big plus. The flow of the house is really important. And, um, you know, almost everybody who's going to see a house, they want to know which, which direction their paths are going to go. Um, another thing is 
letting me know or whoever your realtor is, um, there's kind of a checklist of things that I go through that are situational and there's stuff that you probably aren't going to notice. There's no point in me saying, oh, like, you know, look at the walls or look at this, you know, because that's stuff you're going to be looking out for. And if your realtor is newer, maybe doesn't get to do, doesn't get to sell a lot of homes necessarily. They may look through and be like, okay, here's the living room, here's the kitchen. And that's what you're looking at. But there's other little things that can be more problematic at inspections and stuff that they should probably be checking out. Um, I always check the air conditioner. Um, I want to know what year it says on the air conditioner it came from. Uh, so that's, and where it is. So that's going to show you if it's like, if there's two air conditioning units or just one, because some houses, if you have an upstairs, you may have two air conditioning units. And that's a really good thing to know. And with some houses, even if you don't have an upstairs, you have two air conditioning yeah, units, because I have two here. Yeah, there are some single-story homes that have two units. So that's good to know, because for me, that's a positive, because I would rather keep two different units. If you're going to be downstairs all day, you can set your set the temperatures accordingly, so you don't use as much energy. But... Of course, you know, you got to pay to replace two air conditioners when it's time to replace air conditioners. So that is an added expense and it's something you may not notice. And Florida is a state that once you buy the house, that's it. You bought it. You can't go back and say, oh, I wasn't aware. I didn't know. Even if you're doing a virtual showing and you close and everything from a distance, it's your house. That's where you're at. So um, you you bought it. Um, another big one is the pool. Um, I always try to check out the pool um, and try to film some of the lining of the pool. You want to make sure there's not any really obvious tears because that's going to be to be need to be resurfaced. Um, not a big deal if it's orange. Um, and sometimes people freak out because they're like, oh, my God, it's orange. It needs to be acid washed is really. And that's going to be a couple hundred bucks at most. And that's usually going to fix the situation there. Um, that is a good sign that the pool's not being properly taken care of. But the orange looks scary, but it's not that bad. The real problem is like cracking and actual tearing in the lining. And that's a lot harder to see. So you want to make sure that somebody's checking those things out because you don't want to waste your time in the inspection process. And a general inspector is not going to actually get in the pool and check that out. I'm also not going to get in the pool. So like, I don't, I don't go that far with it, but I will really be on the lookout for that. So it's all surface level stuff. If you want a pool inspection, you have to pay separately for someone who's actually going to come get in the pool and check everything out. But the orange, not so bad. It just means it's not being super taken care of, but an acid wash should usually fix that really quickly. Um, Ask your realtor to look at the neighbor's houses. Um, a lot of times I've seen other people do virtual showings and they just start in the house. Or even if they start outside, I always try to pan around to the surrounding homes to see, you know, are they maintaining their grass? If they're not and their grass is super overgrown, that means the HOA is not doing its job. They're not um, enforcing things, which maybe you like that. You may say, hey, there's an HOA, but clearly they don't enforce stuff. So that that could be really good for you um, or it could be really bad. You can also see, um, do they have like five cars parked outside of their house? Like, are they parking up in their grass? Are they park, you know, where are my neighbor? What are my neighbors doing? Are they maintaining their houses so that if I buy in this neighborhood, will my house be able to keep its value because everyone else is doing what they're supposed to so i always try to do that um 
Another big one is smells in the house because you're not there. So you don't get to know what the house smells like. And that's really going to be a big thing with cigarette smoke. Um, that's probably the biggest factor for people. Um, I know tons of people who immediately say, if I go in a house and I say, oh, it smells like someone smoked in here, they immediately will say, we don't want that house, period. So they have no interest at that point. Um, you can get rid of the smell by, you know, venting out the house properly. So it, it wouldn't deter me from buying it, um, but it definitely is something I'd want fixed and changed out. But the problem with it is if they have smoked in the house, they're, they may need to clean the air ducts a lot because if they're smoking, all that's going into the air ducts and um, they, it could be hindering the performance of the air conditioner. And a lot of times you can tell too, um, I'm always kind of watching the, the ceiling line, like where the ceiling meets the walls, because people don't think to paint there. Um, they it, like smoke causes that, that line to be uh, a yellowy brown kind of look. And so, and it always looks a little bit off. Even if you paint it, a lot of people only do one coat of like kills on it, but you can still see it coming through and you can always see it in the corners. And that's really a big spot where I'm looking. I usually don't even flip the camera up there unless I see a problem, but um, especially have your realtor to also check the ceiling because you can see where there could have been water damage and maybe they've repaired it, but you can see how well did they do with it? Is it you know, did they really smooth it over? Did they re-popcorn that area? Did they re-add the orange peel is like what we call it, that, that texture that's on our ceilings here? Um, or does it just look off? And how, you know, where did that leak come from? If it's upstairs, is there a bathroom above it? Is the laundry room right above where that, where that marking was. So, you know, Hey, this was what the, the situation was. And we can kind of know if it was remedied in a way, because it could be from the roof and it's come down through the walls. And that's a whole other problem than if it's just like a, a small leak that's coming through the laundry that's been fixed and repaired at this point. Um, so that's, that's definitely something you want your realtor to look for, for these virtual showings. Cause you don't get to be there to, to look for it yourself. Um, the backyard is a big one. Um, a lot of, a lot of times people don't think about what elevation is the backyard. So let's say you have a pool and then you have grass space in the back. Um, sometimes the, the land is built like on a slope and that kind of makes your backyard unusable. So if you have kids and you're planning on, Hey, we want the backyard for our dog or for our kids or whatever. Um, they can't use the space because it's not flat and you can't tell from the pictures sometimes, depending on the angle that the backyard isn't flat and it's not usable. And it also begs the question of like rain runoff. Like where is your rain collecting? Where's the water going to collect? Because if it's sloping from the road going down to the pool and towards the house, that water is just going to slope down. It's going to collect right outside of your home if it doesn't have gutters on it. And it's going to just kind of pool right there and you're going to get a lot of mud. And um, especially if you have cracking in the stucco, then that will kind of mix the dirt and the water together in that lower portion of your home. And you'll start to see plants kind of growing out of those cracks that are in your, in your stucco and everything. So you don't want that. 
Okay, you know. Sorry, I I, no, I, I kind of went on a tangent. No, so. you know what? I realize you haven't spoken in a while. So. Well, and the reason for that is, you know, you do this all the time. I don't, right? I'm a realtor as well. I'm a licensed real estate agent. I don't do showings. I don't do a lot of that stuff. Um, Sean's out there all the time. But I'm sitting here listening to you. And I just want to, and yes, I am biased, obviously, but this is why you want a realtor. This is exactly why you need a realtor. You need somebody who knows this stuff. You need somebody who's looking for this stuff. He's sitting here rattling this stuff off. I'm like, I never even thought about that. Yeah. When you're not there in person, even when you are, when you are there in person, you are subconsciously thinking about these things. Um, but when you're not there, you're just so focused on trying to figure out you know, your personal stuff, like, oh, what's the spacing like in the living room? And you're thinking, oh, will my couch fit there? And all that stuff. And that's, and that's easy for me to let the other person deal with because I don't know what your couch looks like. Like the, that's for you <laughs> to figure that part out. I want to make sure I'm selling you a good house that's like structurally sound and that works. But also, as we've said, I've said numerous, numerous times on many shows, the point for having a realtor is that you had have, have an advocate who is looking out for your best interests. That realtor works for you, even though you don't have to pay the realtor, right? Realtors work off commissions. You don't have to cut a check. And, you know, but that realtor works for you. That realtor's job is to make sure your best interests are protected. So during, especially during something like a virtual showing, Mm. where you're not there, to smell. One of the other smells to pay attention to in Florida, and I know this just from, from having done hotel reviews for years here, we have a lot of humidity. <laughs> and you can tell immediately if there is a mildew problem mm-hmm. in a house as soon as you walk in. I, and I can tell it in a hotel room as soon as I walk in. Hotel rooms is a little different. Um, when a hotel has that problem, you are going to walk in and you are going to smell bleach to the point where your eyes burn, or they're going to be using cleaning products that are so heavily scented. Heavy scent is usually an indication they're hiding something. Yeah. Um, and again, on a virtual tour, you're not going to notice that your realtor needs to. Mm-hmm. Your realtor needs to. But as you're sitting here, you know, listing this stuff off, and these are this is all from personal experience. This oh, yeah. is all. Yeah. From doing so many of these. Um, but it, it just really drives home for me why a realtor is so important. Yeah. And it's um, it's important to know. And this, this is just feedback to give everyone to let them know, hey, this is how you need to be directing your realtor. Because um, a lot of people, I mean, obviously, I'd like you to use our people. But not everyone's going to. That's just what's going to happen. And you may well, have. Well, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Well, you may have like a family member or something that's like you're going to throw them the business or anything like that. And if you're going to, make sure you're telling them because ultimately you're buying the house, not them. So make sure you're telling them, hey, please check this. Please check this for me. Like while you're there, like go ahead and just kind of compile your list and know 
what you need done. Um, closet sizes are another one. I always try to show people the closets to let, I'll at least say, hey, this closet's the same as the last one. But um, you're so focused on what the room size is, you don't notice the closet size. Um, and that may end up being uh, a big issue. And I do end up telling people, hey, you know what? If you, you can go ahead and move forward with the house if you want to. And even if there's problems, even if there's stuff, because a lot of stuff I can't say what it is. We need an inspector to do it. I'm not licensed yet. But um, once I am, then I can say what it is. But um, so, you know, you can move forward to those steps. You have a grace period with your inspection. I typically do 10 days. We can do 15 days if you want to. That allows you to back out of the deal. You still get that time period. And I can't tell you how many people I've had will do the virtual showing they want to move forward. They're on the fence, but they're like, I don't know if I like it in person. I say, let's move forward. And you come to town within the next like 10, 15 days. Just take, I've had people literally fly in that morning, fly out that night. They'll grab like a spirit or frontier flight. That's really inexpensive. And, um, just come in to see it. I will show up. I will take you over to see it. Um, you can be there at the same time the inspections happening, like whatever you want to do. And that way you're comfortable backing out if you need to. But at that point, you've already moved forward and you at least the house is yours at least at that point. Cause if you wait and you're like, Oh, we saw it, we like it, but now we need to plan to come down and tour the home personally. It's probably not going to be there anymore. And so it's nice to have that safety net of, Hey, I have 10 or 15 days where I can back out and I don't need to move that far, far, far along that quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope you learned something because I sure as hell did. Um, oh my, and I have them open the dishwasher also. If they have a dishwasher, because I've run into this a couple times where somebody will, uh, lost my train of thought. They will, um, dishwasher. refurbish, no, like refurbish a house. Um, like, um, when you go in and you remodel. remodel. Yes, remodel. Sorry. Um, so I don't know what I was thinking. Um, so uh, when they remodel the house, um, people will switch up the kitchen and what they're doing. And sometimes they will put the, the dishwasher in such a way that you can't open the dishwasher. And I've had this happen to me several times where I've tried to open the dishwasher and it actually hits like a cabinet or it hits uh, the refrigerator or something where you physically can only open the dishwasher about halfway. So you can never pull the carts out to actually put the stuff in it. It's insane. Like whenever it happens, but if you buy that house and it's yours and it's yours. And even when your inspector comes, they will run the dishwasher, but that doesn't mean they'll open the dishwasher. They may even open it a crack, make sure there's nothing in it, and then they'll run it. And it may run, but if they didn't open the door all the way, you don't know that the dishwasher's there and you're stuck. So like once you get it, and that's the thing, you, it's not like you can just replace the dishwasher with something else. You have to put it somewhere else in that kitchen. Like you need to run new lines to move the dishwasher around, or you just have a non-functioning dishwasher. And I just, I, I want to say this, um, you need to have a pre-approval in place before Sean is going to do this. Oh yeah. True. I don't want people thinking that, Oh yeah, I just want to see what these houses look like. Sean, why don't you go and show me yeah, that no, one? I no, do that. no, no, no. Yeah. Um, you need to have a pre-approval. You need to be a serious buyer in order to do this. Uh, we're not the only real estate agents that ask for that. A lot of real estate, a lot of homeowners selling their houses are asking for that for the same reason, especially in certain areas. Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, especially if you're getting into like really expensive homes, Oh yeah, <laughs> they don't want a lot of, they don't want a lot of people just coming in to look. Yeah. 
uh, they want to know you're serious to buy. So you must have a pre-approval. Please don't inundate him with, Sean, I want to go see this house. Sure, absolutely. Show me your pre-approval and proof of funds, uh, and I'm more than happy to show it to you. So I just want to make sure we get that out there. But that will do it for this week's episode of the Moving to Orlando show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week.